0: Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hoag.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? Today I'm joined by Cameron of Merch Jar, and I invited him on the channel to do an interview because he posted some crazy numbers in my Amazon Merch Facebook group, and I wanna ask you a couple questions about how you got to those numbers. So what's up, Cameron? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Hey, man. Happy you're here. So let's not bury the lead. I'm looking over here at this screenshot and it says 436 sales in a single day. And this was less than a week ago. So how the heck did you make so many sales in one day on Merch by Amazon?
0: Well, um, it it wasn't overnight success, that's for sure. I mean, what you're seeing there is the culmination of Three years of work. Um, I'm going in my fourth year of merch by Amazon now. Uh, most of that's from two best-selling products. June's uh, one of my biggest months of the year. It was my actually my biggest month last year. to even beat out December by uh, a pretty healthy margin. Um, so trying to repeat that this year and, and not quite hitting some of the numbers um, that I did last year, but we'll kind of see how it is. But yeah, it's it's a long-term journey building, uh, especially those two products. Really, just over time, uh, you know where they're starting out, it's like, yeah, they're selling like handful a month. Now they're doing, you know, one or two a day. And then they get to that point as they build up reviews, they mm-hmm. move up the rankings, index on more search terms. Um, so that's really what you're seeing there. And, yeah, yeah. It's like so- a lot of advertising dollars to get to that point. They're in two real high competition niches uh, that it's, it's really to, to see those kind of sales. It's, it's honestly almost a, a requirement. Otherwise you're, you're just going to get
1: drowned in the competition and with other advertisers. That's interesting to note. So you're saying that you ran some ads to to some of these listings. So what's your opinion on, um, like, let's say that you reached the organic rank one spot without advertising, just in theory. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you think
1: you can hold that spot without running ads? Like, how realistic do you think that is today in the um, current Amazon ecosystem?
0: It's possible. I think it depends a little bit on the competitions and how many reviews you have. Like, if you're the number one spot and you have, like, five reviews... Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, if it's like your design's just blowing everybody else's out of the water uh, with sales. But uh, reviews are kind of like what keeps you up there, especially if you're against a bunch of shirts that don't have any reviews or Mm. if you have, you know, 500 five star reviews. That's a huge difference between someone that has five like that could be a lot harder to overtake from the competition because reviews are everything Uh, for a competitor to take that number one spot from you. They're probably going to need uh, maybe not as many reviews as you, but a lot more than just a handful of them. So it really right. depends on the product. Like it's possible. I wouldn't do that personally, especially if I already have um, the, the number one spot. Um, what you don't have is the number one sponsored spot uh, above right. you even if you're not running ads. Um, so someone could, if you're not and someone else is running ads, they could very easily um, overtake you because they they would appear on the page ahead of you. And, um, I I think most of us have been kind of doing this for a while, know this, but for anyone else that doesn't, most of the clicks happen to the first three or four, uh, products that are listed on Amazon, whether they're sponsored or not. I I don't think most customers even realize they're clicking on an advertisement and see that little sponsored text on it. That's real strategically small, um, I would probably 80 and 90% of clicks happen on those first few listings. So if you're below, you have someone average four people advertising different products, all four of those slots a- ahead of you, uh, you could easily lose your rank. Um, even if, yeah. if you do have reviews, it, it's just a lot of factors. It depends. Um, I would, my strategy would be more of like protecting
1: that position yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. Cause I've got some FBA products that, I was fortunate, like I was able to scale up and get to the like top of their primary keywords quick-ish. You know, I mean, FBA, I'd say, no, yeah, it depends. Same as as merch, just depends on like your competition. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you get to that point where you're like, all right, now I got to reel in the ad spend uh, probably focus it in on like some high value keywords that I don't want to like make cheap on my com- competition. Right. Right. I don't want to let them get away with getting cheap bids in because I turned my ads off. Um. So I was going to ask, like, what is your oh, yeah. And if anybody's asking or is listening and wondering, like I'm looking 436 sales, you generated $2,206 in royalties that day. Is that your best day
0: Uh, of this year so far? Not my best okay. day. Last June, um, I hit a four thousand day. Damn, four thousand. Yeah. I'm like, hey, yeah. I got a four
1: thousand dollar month. You're like, oh, oh, four thousand dollar day.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot. There's ad spend, obviously, on that too. Especially quite a bit right now to to hold the ranking. And I'm kind of at the point now where I'm like kind of protecting my ranking. I have one that peaked. Uh, I think it peaked on that screenshot that you're talking about. Um, it's starting to kind of yeah you know, move down the the rankings a little bit as just other niches kind of take over. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more about, I spent a lot kind of moving up to that or hitting that peak. And now it's more about optimizing the spend and just maintaining as many sales as I can without, you know, spending half of it on advertising. But it's, I mean, it's when you go from with that, it's kind of unique. It uh, there's so many things we could talk about with like advertising. Cause it's just, it, it depends. You're going to hear me say that like a million times, maybe. Right. Uh, but like this, my ad, ad spend, uh, more than tripled overnight essentially like when a a niche pops off or you know you hit these trends or whatever especially seasonal ones that are pretty predictable that happen year over year um at that point it's it's just i mean yeah managing your your spend making sure you're spending enough but not you know your cpc is not too high um so it's it's a bit of a challenge there it really is just a balance of like okay i want to spend enough that i'm ranking or you know Continuing to rank or holding my rank versus your main competitors um, without blowing out the budget because you can easily spend a ton like June's a pretty big month for a lot of niches traffic skyrockets across a ton of categories, which also brings a lot more advertisers to the game, um, which increases bids so you could, you know, have the same bid that you had before. Um, and maybe you weren't hitting your budget, you, you know, say you had a $50 a day budget on some mm-hmm. campaign, just for example, and you were only hitting 25 or $10 or whatever it was with your bid. Now all this traffic comes in, there's a lot more inventory, um, ad inventory for Amazon because I mean, ad inventory is essentially like traffic. Every time someone pulls up a search result, Amazon's going to show ads. So that's additional inventory, um, which can help bids a bit, but not always if there's more competition. So just from that increased traffic, you could blow your budgets out just from that. And maybe the conversion rate's not as high. People are doing a little more window shopping or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so times like that, you, you know, when things are really volatile, uh, you know, the tripling overnight and it kind of it, it turned, to, you know, a third of the advertising overnight again, like after the peak. So, um just kind of, I don't know. I'm still kind of figuring that out too. I don't know that I have a great answer with those kind of situations. It's much easier when you have a product that just like is really steady throughout the year that doesn't have like those huge peaks um, yeah. to optimize those campaigns.
1: So, do you? Um, I'm assuming you check daily. Do you let your? Do you let your budget kind of? scale with the demand? Like, do you set a low budget that gets spent and then, you know, the next person behind you ends up or do you?
0: No. Yeah. I scale, I scale my budget, um, based on the performance for sure. So if it's kind of within my target metrics that, you know, ACOS or, um, kind of hitting my campaign goals for that particular campaign, which is typically done through, A cost, like what I I set, what my target A cost is. That's going to vary across campaigns as well. So, like for my uh, on average, I target about twenty six percent target A cost break even um, across most merch products. So then I'll have campaigns that I'll I'll have a higher target A cost, um, like with search terms that I are priority for me. So like ones that um, are just super important for my products. um, I'll have a higher target A cost. Um, So as long as Kind of, it's within my target, you know, metrics. I'll increase budget. I mean, I'll scale that as high as it needs to go. So, are you when you say target A cost, like you're referring to MerchJar? Uh, well, just it's Merch jar does use target A cost for different bid calculations and automations, um, but it target A cost kind of just like a um, a best practice across Amazon advertising. There's a lot of different software, and just you know, it's kind of. It's a benchmark, really. So you have your A cost, like what's a good A cost? Like, I don't know what's your target A cost? Like if it's below it or you know, around what your target is, that's a good A cost. If it's not, not as good. Uh so but target A cost is like to boil that down, it's really just like what your goal for the campaign is and how aggressive you're gonna be. So if your um target A cost is break even of 25%. That's on the you know slightly more aggressive side, but maybe you want a 40% a cost if you're launching a new product, for example, and you want to get those first sales, get those reviews going, uh, and maybe you want a lower t- target a cost, like a 50% super profitable when you have a more mature product. You have thousands of reviews, a lot of organic sales. You're, you're kind of in that product maturity um, stage where you're trying to extract more profit out of it rather than rank it.
1: Got you. And when you say target A costs, like, are you doing like manual adjustments to try to get there?
0: D- yeah, definitely. So most at this point, I'm not doing a ton of manual adjustments. Mershar kind of handles that. It automates, um, yeah, all yeah. my thousands and you know, hundreds of campaigns or whatever. Um, but yeah, before that I was using Mershar before it was at a point that I could, yeah, I was doing manual adjustments. You can do them right through ad console. If you don't have too many campaigns, you just go in manually adjust it. You can kind of you know, like know what your target a cost is like, Oh, that's, you know, higher let's lower it a little bit If it's below Mm -hmm. let's raise it a little bit and it really is like that simple just doing that if you just do that once a week um which enough people don't do uh ads are not set it and forget whatsoever it changes your competition changes your biz changes um all sorts of variables in that so you do have to actively manage them um i forgot where i was going what was the question
1: (laughs) oh just um like how are yours like when you say like set the target a cost just like what, what, how do you actually get there? Cause like I've used software in the past that hooked in. Uh, we were talking about it before we started recording, and like I could set a target A cost there, and then the software mm. would actually go and adjust my bids for me. Yep. Behind the scenes. And that was nice, but I'm not using that for, um, well, I'm not using it in general anymore today. So it's gotcha. Like for me, I'd, I'd have to go manually do it.
0: Yeah. So Mercer works similarly. Like we calculate what your target cost per click should be based on what your target A cost is. Um, and then we adjust your bid accordingly for that. You can do similar um, without even having to do some of those calculations of what like your target CPC is or whatever, um, just by using like your bulk spreadsheets. There's the bulk reports in Amazon Ads if you want to do them all at one time. Uh, that works. It's I mean, if you're comfortable with Excel, um, you're probably not going to have too many difficulties with it. But it, it really comes down to like, yeah, you have your target A cost. I think that's one of the most important things you you do before you even run ads. You should determine what your target A cost is by determining what your break even cost uh, of your product is. And generally, that's like a, a good starting point. It's just your your break even point because probably a new product. You want to start getting some sales. Don't worry about profit so much now. You're, you'll get that just from getting more organic sales. Um, and just if your a cost is above your target a cost, lower it and if it's below it, raise the bid and do it incrementally. not like right. I want to if you're doing it manually, I'd say once a week, every five to seven days would be <laughs> adequate for for most products. Um, and for how much data most people are kind of getting in, cause it's really more about like how much data you're collecting. You could optimize it faster. If you're getting hundred orders a day, you could optimize your, your bids more often than that. You probably want to, but if you're only spending, you know, 20 to 50 bucks a day, once a week is probably enough, but yeah, it's, it's really that simple. If it's a higher, lower the bids. I want to change them more than maybe 20, 25% at most. Um, okay. so that you're changing incrementally, um, because lowering bids doesn't necessarily lower your A cost either. Um, depending just the way the auctions work, right? So when you're, if you think about like auto, automatic targeting campaigns, which is probably what most people are using, and what I recommend to start out with, uh, don't even start with manual unless you've really done your research, unless you're experienced with PPC. Start with the automatic campaigns; they're really good. Um, but you have one your automatic targeting campaigns are actually broken up into four different targeting groups. Um, close mash substitutes, complements. Um, what I miss close um, loose, compliments, substitutes, complements and substitutes. I don't know. There's four it's close, close loose. loose
1: substitutes and complements. Yeah, we got that.
0: Uh we got there. Uh, so there's four different targeting groups, which are kind of like what keywords or products Amazon's going to target on your behalf, um, which all of them are tend to be pretty broad. So even in your close match targeting group, you're probably being seen on hundreds or even thousands of different search terms for your product. Yeah. Most people aren't collecting enough data on that. Like they're, you got a campaign where you'll spend like five bucks and get 25 clicks and it looks like it's doing awful, right? It was like, Oh, I spent more than what I would have got on the standard t-shirt sale. Um, But when you think of it in terms of like those different targeting groups, like how those are broken down um, you might have uh, those 25 clicks might be on 25 different search terms. And you may, now you're turning off a campaign because like each of those one search terms, like you didn't give them enough data or you collect enough data to be able to make like an actionable decision on that. You're basically just guessing at this point. It's like, oh, this isn't going to work, when you may have just turned off your what potentially a very profitable campaign. Had you given it more time? Had you given it more more uh, data to collect and see kind of how things are performing?
1: Yeah, and as far as like the the big successful um, you know screenshot that you posted from mm-hmm. you know 400 plus sales in a day, how wide of a net do you cast on? like that, you know, a a listing like that, that is achieving basically the, you know, top tier of success that's possible in a big niche that has a lot of, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's what you can get to the top of a small niche and not get nearly as many sales. And right. So like how wide of a net are you casting on your keyword targeting? Um, Are you honing in on like, if it was a father's day shirt, would you hone in on funny father's day shirt, or are you also going for like a bunch of relevant, like long tail keywords? So
0: uh, pretty much all my search terms start from an automatic campaign. I'm using automatic campaigns to harvest keywords. Cause I, I don't like to guess. I like to have actual hard data of what's working and what's not. And auto campaigns do a fantastic job of casting that wide net. Um, so part of that is um, so Amazon advertising um, uses a similar algorithm to kind of like the indexing algorithm and you know how what search terms your your product should just appear for in general and over time generally you index for more search terms I mean the two products that I'm selling like the uh, within that um, sales figure I mean they're both indexing for 3,000 plus different search terms when you first uh, post a product you might only be listing on, Uh, you know, a few dozen or a couple hundred. And expand real
1: quick on when you say 3,000, because somebody just right now is like, that's not possible. Like maybe just explain like long tail real quick at a high level. Well,
0: so I think one example is if if you put seven different keywords in your title, I think you you can put seven different words in your title pretty easily. Um, If you, that, those seven different words can end up creating something like 7.7 thousand 7, different combinations of those words. And that's really what it comes. It comes out. If you have like one search term could be, um, cat tree for kittens another one would be kitten cat tree. For example, those are two different search terms. They have two different, um, volumes of traffic that come in, um, and you can index for one or, or both of those. So there's just a lot of different combinations of keywords and the way people type in search terms. I don't know about Amazon. There's a stat I read a while ago for like Google searches that like something like 10 to 20 percent of every uh, of all searches are brand new searches that have mm-hmm. never been seen before. And something that's same thing's like that. happening on Amazon, too. Right. Like that's no different. Like and you can see this if you if you are running advertising, you can actually see what people are typing into the search term box and what people in in what you um in which of those search terms your ads are appearing for what they're clicking on how they're selling and that's data you're just not seeing um if if you're not running ads you just you, you don't have access
1: to that data it's very much pay to play for that yeah that's an interesting part of the the advertising amazon kind of like pigeonholes you into paying to play uh if you want to learn from their you know the limited data they'll give you when you do advertise otherwise you just kind of even with seller central, it's like you're, you you do not have access to that much. You know, they're very protective over a lot yeah. of the important data.
0: Yeah, exactly. And even with like seller central, you need to be brand registered to get like their brand analytics data, which they'll actually just tell you what their top million or so search terms are and what the uh, ranking is of them and so forth. But you have to pay for that. And you know, for one, just through a seller central account, plus you need to be brand registered. So having a trademark kind of thing too. So um, Amazon's, I mean, for the most part, has always been pay to play too or especially in uh maybe not always, but um uh, for a while now, especially for other platforms and merch uh if it's not already it's going in that direction um just and part of that's just the big change that recently happened with the steering system where basically every account sixty four x the number of listings that are possible, and I think that's um Amazon very loudly saying like. I mean, they they want as many products as possible on the platform. They don't care about competition. If anything, they want more competition because they directly benefit from that. Uh, For one, it drives down prices on product goods, which is something Amazon's always wanted to do because it brings in customers and so forth. And it drives up the need for advertising because you're competing as thousands and thousands of products. How are you going to get seen if you're just putting a product out there, your impression share of those of a search term? I don't care how good you write your title. You put exactly what that search term you're targeting is. doesn't mean you're going to get much of an impression share uh, and it drives a bid cost. So they're making more money, the more competition there is. So it's, it, I mean, it makes sense that Amazon's definitely driving that direction and like, Um, To your point with like FBA, FBM, those kind of marketplaces, it used to be when you launched a product, you would be doing like giveaways, search, find, buy, which I'm I'm sure some people do. And now it's like when you launch a product, you just run ads. Uh, I have a good friend that's hugely successful with his FBA business and he loves the transition where it used to be such a pain in the ass to do all these like giveaways to rank your product. And now it's just like, I just run some ads and we're launching our product great yep
1: yeah it's crazy how makes money changes. Off it. yeah, yeah yeah like it's it's as passive as the stuff can be like it definitely if you're willing to like kind of stay um keen to what's going on any changes and whatnot like it definitely can fade like it, it allows i always want like some sort of an edge to feel like i have some sort of an edge that i can exploit to give myself mm-hmm. a leg up if i'm going to spend my time doing anything really so yeah it is interesting how um like the current state of things and how it wasn't necessarily this when I started Amazon FBA and Amazon merch sure. in early early 2017. So,
0: yeah, um, and that's like speaking of edges, like that's very much my edge in the merch game, especially when there's so many people for one that don't have access to it. And I'm sure I'll get some shade, like talking about how important ads are and everybody should run ads. And It's like most people don't have them. It's like I mean, I'm gonna get some shade, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, I understand that. Amazon doesn't give a shit, like it's it's business. Um, you'll probably get it eventually. I'm actually a little surprised it hasn't r- rolled out by now to everybody because they make money. I don't quite know um, kind of where that's at with the, the merch team, but I, I expect like fully that everybody will get ads at some point. Um, and if you don't have them, I don't know, Startup Seller Central, you get ads right away or KDP, you get ads right away. But they're, they are becoming more and more a necessity if you want to compete,
1: I don't care yeah, what dude, niche it's in,
0: especially like, yeah, this big merch change. Like this is, I don't know that I've seen enough people even talking about how huge this merch change is going to be. And it hasn't really like fully taken effect yet because of the upload limits. Like I'm at i uh, I'm tier 120,000. I'm stuck at 2,400 products a day. I had 6,000 a few weeks ago yeah. that I could upload in a day. I couldn't upload any cause I was maxed out. But once the, the floodgates open on this, like, I mean, Bigger sellers are gonna be in every niche. Like, why wouldn't you be? Um, and then if you're running ads, you're skipping to the front of the line. Uh, you're getting top search placements. Uh, I mean, ideally, obviously, but yeah. um on lower niches, you got lower bids, so forth. But yeah, it's the yeah, way opportunity it's going.
1: knocks, man. People don't want to hear that the the big fish can necessarily they want to be a fair more, playing
0: but... field. I see I hear a lot. I I wish this was a fair playing field. It's like I it's it's not business isn't in general. This is I mean, since all of history, it's never been a fair playing field. You just have to do what you can to be able to compete. If you have access to advertising and you're not running ads, you are leaving a
1: ton of opportunity and money on the table. That is for sure. Yeah, dude, I'm looking right now at my phone and it's like, speaking of like, yeah, it may not be level, but for instance, my girlfriend had her merch account. She wasn't using it. Long story short, we started taking it seriously a couple months ago. And like, she just sent me a picture. She just tiered up finally, you know, because she had like hundreds more sales than she needed to get out of tier 100. And she should probably be in like tier 2000 now or at least 1000. So she finally just got tiered up. And it's like, hey, incremental steps, right? Do what you can do at the time. And then as you get pushed forward, higher tiers, maybe get access to ads, just have a plan. So I think this was a great interview and definitely got like, you shared some very valuable nuggets. We could talk for probably a lot longer. I we yeah, was like, probably 30 could. minutes talking before this. So um, but let's just let's cap it here. Uh, hopefully everybody watching, like you guys gained some insights into what's possible with ads. And you got to see a first hand success story of like high-end success fueled and made possible by ads. So um, cameraman, thanks for being here. Anything else you want to like leave us with? Uh oh, gosh. YouTube, Facebook, anything.
0: Uh, I mean, if you're interested in learning uh, Amazon Ads, where you've been doing it for a while, you've never done it, even if you don't have access to it yet, it's a good idea to at least familiar yourself, familiarize yourself with kind of the strategy. Because if you're brand new to uh, pay per click PPC in general, there's a lot to learn. Uh, if you've done, if you have experience from like Facebook Ads or Google Ads, there is a lot of overlap there that you can bring over into Amazon Ads. Uh, but if, but in either case, um, join the Amazon av- or. <laughs> At Amazon ad Advertising University Facebook group. Um, it's put on by um, it'll be in the Mercer, description. Yeah, it'll be First in the description. Link. So if I'm <laughs> saying the title wrong, um, but yeah, join that. That's there's a lot of great content, a lot of big advertisers. Uh, I create content for the group as well. Um, but we've I we've put a lot of information there to, to get you started. Um, quick start guides, that sort of thing. So yeah, if if you haven't done ads, just start running. Uh, just start running them and testing them. Even just simple auto ad with all your your ASINs or products in one campaign low bids um, you you might be surprised like how cheap of um, orders you can get from that
1: yeah that's great advice like the low bid auto campaigns easy to easy to um to run you can use the product or chrome extension export your asins and uh, get those going and then like you said we're probably offline talking about how like the longer they run the more data it collects so the earlier you start guys the better and like if you don't have access to ads yet just just pray i guess right like hopefully they'll they'll roll that out like they just finished i think rolling out the uh, the big change to the to upload designs instead of products so maybe ads are next for everybody um,
0: yeah it's definitely coming i mean just from <laughs> the change they made from having like the advertise in the dashboard i mean that's it's coming for sure yeah. um but yeah I, like everything merch it's kind of always a slow rollout
1: so Cool. All right, guys, check out the um, Amazon. What is it again? Sorry, the Facebook group. I got it open here. Amazon, Amazon ads university.
0: university. Yeah.
1: Yep. That'll be the first link in the description. And uh, Cameron, thank you for being here, man. That that thread that you posted in the Facebook group in my Facebook group, which is just general Amazon merch was awesome. Um, You also typed appreciate out that. like a lot of like basically long form content to help inspire and inform people of like how it's done. So I appreciate that. And anybody that wants to join both of our Facebook groups, um, feel free jo- joining a community for like-minded people trying to achieve the same goal is is definitely like a great strategy. And it's a great, great way of like plugging in, learning from people in the case of like advertising that spend more money than you. And, you know, so it's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're all
0: learning. I mean, I, I don't know that I would quite consider myself an expert. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I could ever say that because we're always learning, but Ryan knows what he's talking about. I watch his stuff. I mean, I think we have a lot of really similar ideas about, you know, I hear you talking about like, as much real estate as possible. And it's like, I'm a huge believer in that too. So yeah, I pr- really appreciate you having me on.
1: Yeah, man, we got to come. You'll definitely be invited back in the future. Cause we could right, talk great. like in depth. We'll just, we'll just, <laughs> I know. it's like, how's tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll talk, we'll talk ads specifically next time though. we'll just yeah, go down for sure, man. as deep as we need to. Cause I'm going to learn some from you too. It sounds like you definitely like know more about ads than me. So <laughs> sounds good, man. Yeah. Happy to. All right, cool. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Make sure you hit that like button if you learned anything. Thank you for watching till the end, by the way, especially subscribe if you're not already and I'll see you guys soon.